Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke, and I am here to get you in the headspace for Dental Health Month. That's right, for many, many of our hospitals, February is Dental Health Month, which means that we need to be thinking about dental health starting now so we can be talking to pet owners and booking those appointments to get those teeth clean. We know that dental health is a huge part of extending lifespan and quality of life for our patients. We want to make sure we're doing right by patients, and that means talking about dentistry. So today I'm coming back with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Donnell Hansen. She is a board-certified veterinary dentist and oral surgeon from the Minnesota Blue Pearl Hospitals. She's also a fantastic lecturer, a fun and bright personality, and just a general joy to be around. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help Dr. Donnell Hansen, thanks for coming back. Uh, it's good to see you again. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's always my pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, I'm, I love it when you're here. We've got, uh, we have Dental Health Month uh, on the horizon, and uh, I know a lot of people are talking about dentistry, and yay, I love it when we talk about dentistry. Let's go ahead. I want to talk about some dentistry to get people, uh, get them in that headspace and get them ready for uh, for hopefully having an active dental health month. Are you, uh, you up for that? I'm game. Cool. I have to ask you about my uh, my nightmare. Uh, so I have a nightmare and I have seen my I have seen my own nightmare. And here is what my nightmare looks like. <laughs> I can feel I, it already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here it goes. Uh, I just, I was really nice to you at the beginning and now I'm just going to let me tell you something terrible. I... <laughs> I have a three-year-old male neutered Abyssinian who came from a very reputable breeder, and his name is Higgins. And Higgins got his first dental cleaning when he was 18 months old. So 18 months old is Senior Higgins, or when he gets his first dental cleaning. He has presented back today at age three for bad breath. And when I talked to the owners about his uh, bad breath, they do mention, after much questioning, this weird thing that has happened a couple of times where he will be eating and then he will yell. And it's not all time, but there have been a couple of times he's just at his bowl and they will just hear him yell. And when I get into his mouth and I look around, he has just got angry gums. He's got gingivitis. Uh, he's got um, just inflammation, just sort of bright redness around, you know, around the gum line, uh, along the teeth. And uh, he seems to have, from what I can see, and he's a pretty good cat, but he's letting me look into his mouth. He's even got sort of inflammation and redness kind of at the at the back of his mouth even. You know, this, this is sort of, this is pretty generalized. So uh, I see a lot of inflammation. I see some significant gingivitis. I'm hearing about crying out when he eats. And his, this is his, going to be his second dental procedure in his life, and he's three years old. I have tentatively diagnosed this cat with stomatitis, which seems pretty basic. Uh, these people uh, are, they're, I mean, obviously, they are very involved pet owners. They paid a pretty penny for this cat, and... 
telling them that I need to take this cat's teeth out is not something that I am looking forward to doing. And so I just want to go through this with you and make sure that I have my facts straight before I have this conversation. So let me ask you, when you see cases like Higgins, how do you treat that? Do they call him Handsome Higgins? They absolutely call him Handsome Higgins or Heroic Higgins. He seems pretty high class, this dude. Yeah. Oh, he is bougie as all get out. <laughs> no joke. I swear to goodness, this was my case on, on Tuesday. Um, except for, in my case, he wasn't uh, Abyssinian. He was a domestic, you know, the big old roly-poly orange tom. It, but, gosh, you can see him in any any breed. But it does seem the fancy guys pick anybody who's fancy, whether they were adopted or from a breeder, from a cattery, anybody who's fancy, they tend to have a little bit more instinct towards developing things like stomatitis or even aggressive periodontal disease and tooth resorption. I kind of joke and it's inappropriate, but the fancy dudes better have a budget to come see me as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They got lots to find inside their mouths. But yeah, with stomatitis, you know, if you, if your family's Google that, it's really just inflammation of the oral cavity. Doma, right. cavity, itis, inflammation. And if you Google that up, you'll find everything from toxins to kidney disease and electrocution. But we all know that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about stomatitis in cats. And it's had a thousand names. It'll probably get more, but we've stopped bothering with all these different names like feline, lymphocytic, plasmacytic, gingivitis, all of that stuff. We just call it plain old feline stomatitis. Dogs get it too, a little different pattern in dogs. So, you know, for today's discussion anyways, for Higgins, we'll stick with the cats. Whenever you talk to families about stomatitis, you know, um, you just said it, you're hesitant to talk to them about extracting their teeth. Yeah. And of course, families would say, well, why in the world would you have to extract my cat's teeth when there's gingivitis? Like, how can they eat? And all the questions that we all know come up, come brewing when we talk about full mouth extractions and stomatitis cats. And really, stomatitis, for reasons we don't know, is some kind, for lack of better word, allergy, right, to plaque. Okay. Why the heck is someone allergic to peanuts or shrimp or strawberries, but there's folks out there who just have these allergies to those things, right? It might not be exactly the same mechanism, but these cats seem to have some kind of overzealous immune response to plaque. And this is the stuff I'm telling the family. Mm -hmm. The same conversation, more or less, because they need to be on board with you about why you're recommending this, this almost masochistic-sounding treatment. Talk them through it, and ideally, if we could, it would be wonderful if we could do effective plaque control, right? Like, mm -hmm. you have an allergy to plaque, you have an allergy to peanuts, just don't eat peanuts. Well, mm -hmm. we all know it. How in the world are we going to do effective plaque control on a cat, let alone a painful cat, let alone handsome Higgins, right? Right. Who's screaming when he goes to the food dish sometimes. It's just not practical. It's not going to happen. So instead, I tell the families that come see us, since we can't control plaque in these kitties, I have a hard enough time my own self <laughs> controlling mm -hmm. plaque, sure. right? Yeah. I can't get my nine-year-old to brush her teeth. Right. I, I, like, and she's a human. I think. I like the I think after that. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's she's in a phase. Right? <laughs> that's, that's another podcast. That's another <laughs> podcast. Okay. So, allergy to plaque, we obviously we cannot keep teeth plaque free in a cat. So, so okay, so let me let me put this to you. How how plaque free do they need to be? Is there a way that we do regular profies and keep these cases under control at all? Or is that a no? And here's here's why I'm 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 poking around the edges rather than just taking the party line. Sh sh her mom or his mom has been uh, doing research 
and has found a variety of Facebook groups and yeah, your eyes got big, uh, <laughs> Facebook groups and uh, publications of the blog persuasion that say that they have uh, nutritional supplements or tea, uh, you know, oils that can prevent this. And don't you dare let your veterinarian pull out your cat's teeth. And so she has a lot of ideas about what is possible. And she, she really wants to keep handsome Higgins teeth. And so I know that I'm going to get poked at a lot of different ways. So I want to make sure that my presentation is rock solid. So, so let me ask you that. Is there a management strategy that involves plaque control or or allergy management in some way shoot shoot these things down for me if you can i will sit there and talk through them with all of these ideas because mm-hmm. i don't want them to leave my space and go off and be like oh i looked up that thing and that doctor must be just you know we all know it, out for the money or not willing to be proactive or be willing to be creative and I can be creative with the best of them. Like I, <laughs> You're a very creative person. Cool, let's do that. But the truth is, the more cats are putzed with before we take care of their teeth, the less my prognosis seems to become. And I can't prove that with a, with a research paper, but cats who've had steroids or antibiotics, those are the cats that it's harder for us to get them under control. And I'll tell those families those stories, yeah. right? Because a lot of them come in with already having a couple courses of steroids or depo shots or antibiotics, and it just doesn't get better. It's short term, right? We all know things get better in the short term. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of plaque product. And I would argue if these plaque products were really remarkable, like really remarkable, that it could actually be effective at keeping off all plaque. Because remember, like a peanut allergy, it's not eating a bag of nuts. It's a little whiff of peanuts that can be a problem for some of these folks. Right. It's a whiff of plaque. That, is that a word, whiff? Yeah, no, wi- yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, um, we're, we're making it a word. Yeah, that, that can be a problem for these cats. If these products were wonderful, I would be using them in my own mouth every day because it'd be a whole lot of a time saver for me, too, to not have to go to a dentist every six months and not brush my teeth and not floss. So while I never condemn most of those products, everything can be used to be helpful in the, in the you know, maintenance of dental disease and preventing periodontal disease. With these stomatitis cats, there's nothing that's that immaculate that does the trick. Gotcha. Every now and then, in the effort to win over a client or a family, you know, we've talked about this before, I really feel like my one job, my one and only job all day long is to build trust. That's it, yep. that's my job. And so sometimes in an effort to win over a family, if it's a milder version, which is hard to come by, if you kind of mm-hmm. have stomatitis, it's there. There's not really a mild version, but I might say to a family, okay, I see this inflammation. I see this. Let's try a little bit of, of hygiene at home. Let's try a little bit of, I might use MaxiGuard gel. I kind of like that one. It's not magical, but it's got a little bit of anti-inflammatory stuff to it. And I'll say, let's try it. And really what I'm doing is buying myself a little bit of trust that I'm willing to consider other stuff in mild cases. But in a painful cat who's yelping at the food dish, yeah. and truth be told, most cats aren't going to tell you about it. You know, you hear in hindsight, families will say, oh yeah, he does do that at the food dish. But most families aren't forthcoming with signs of pain. But I don't even feel like it's kind to be trying some of this hygiene stuff in some of these cats because, oh my, they hurt, right? So we'll talk about all that with families just like that to try and help them understand. I love the idea. I could be game. It just doesn't work. Perfect. So that's super helpful. And and I agree with you. I I think it really is kind of a gift that they come to me and say, oh, he cries out sometimes at the food bowl because then I can say, listen, this is not okay. We, we can't putz around and just try this. He's obviously hurting. And, and so I do think that in a way that, as I said, that it, that is a gift. So the voice of experience that I'm hearing from you is when you see this and you know what it is, treat it. Just, you know, just 
just treat it and and putting it off and and pushing it off is probably it's just you you feel like anecdotally it's making our jobs harder later on if we if we try some antibiotics and try a depot shot and or or you know or let's try it again like at, at, once you know what it is you're kind of wasting your time and maybe making your life harder later on is that correct yeah in in dentistry um you know there's not a lot of middle ground on lots of things that we do and the great thing about what what i do as a dentist is most of the stuff that we see has a there's not waiting for diagnostic tests yeah i'm not thinking hard about it i'm like oh look at that that mouth looks nasty I think that freaks me out. I think that freaks me out about dentistry. You know what I mean? It's like, nope, just do it. And I'm like, shouldn't we do some more tests? Shouldn't we wait for the lab to come back? Like, can we biopsy something? That's like three to seven days. And like, that's a lot of, I think I need processing time. You know, like I need, I need to come to peace with this, but no, they're like, just no, do it. That's the best part about dentistry to me. Is the problem. Here's the solution. I go home at night. We're done. Check, check, check. It's done. To do list it feels good. So yes, if there's hesitation now, squamous cell carcinoma can look like stomatitis. So if there's hesitation, it's never wrong to biopsy. Yeah. The truth is in the mouth, in a cat, if you don't have squamous cell, no matter what you have, you're going to get back a diagnosis of stomatitis. Yeah, that, that was my question. It's like, what, what could I possibly find that's going to change the outcome of this? Like, other than freaky squamous cell, which I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, it's a three-year-old cat. That's, that's, not, that's not happening. Right. That's usually unilateral or it's not so generalized. You know, there's lots of hints that you can get. But yes, we don't bother to spend a lot of time putzing with this, this, this disease. Put, partly because, let's face it, most of our families haven't spent $3,000 on a cat that they're going to spend $3,000 to come see me with, right? right. Like Higgins is a, is a fancy cat. They're mm-hmm. invested, right? Yep. A lot of our families didn't expect to have this kind of cost. And so we as good, well-meaning, loving wonderful veterinarians, we do stuff to see what we can get away with without trying to spend their money. Yeah. AKA antibiotics, you know, steroids. Sure. And in reality, what we're doing is spending money when we just have to say, hey, save up. This is this is a bummer, but it's fixable. It's manageable. Don't panic. You gotta, gotta go through a grief process about these dang teeth, but in the end, we're gonna get there. Yeah. And so it, it totally makes sense what you say about you're, you're not being kind by spending money on things that are not going to advance their ultimate objectives and are gonna land them right back here where we are right now. I, that that makes a ton of sense to me. What are the pitfalls that I need to look out for? Um, and yeah, so let's just start with that. Are there pitfalls I need to look out for? Are there things that I'm that that are going to surprise me? Or it sounds like it's fairly cut and dry. Uh, what are the mistakes that you see people make aside from delaying? Yeah, you're right. Delay is number one. And number two is we hesitate as veterinarians because one, we don't want to do the take all these teeth of this cat. Like (laughs) like either emotionally or physically or actually like going to surgery to do it. We delay or we hesitate and the families, they see that in us. They hear it in our voice. They see it in our body language. And when you come see me, I'm thinking, ooh, oh gosh, I can't wait to get these teeth out. I can't, I honest to goodness cannot wait. It's like the best day ever. And so my families don't struggle with compliance, right? Because they think, well, she's enthusiastic. She's got yeah. this. Let's go for it. She's con- she's super confident about what we got to do and she's on it. And dude, these yeah. teeth can give me a hard time too. It's not like it's, you know, sitting there plucking teeth out. We struggle some days to get them out as well. But the outcome is so worth the input. Yeah. Right? These comfortable cats to come along. Any, um pearls or last pieces of advice that I should hand to a newly toothless cat's owners? 
I, I'm sure you've got this down. Well, yeah, what are those things? What are the things that say they go for it? Is there any sort of uh, maintenance instructions I need to make sure that we give to the post-stomatitis treatment cat owners? Dear family, goodness sakes, we need a couple weeks to heal, right? So right. don't be surprised if you see some blood tinge saliva for a day or two. And honest to goodness, everybody, I suspect that every now and then my families think for a day or two, what did we do? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's a that's a big deal to get all of your teeth or most. Every now and then we leave canines. You know, sometimes we leave, we're convinced to leave canine teeth, but for the most part, all these teeth are gone. So it can be a day or two of recovery. Of course, using great pain control. I even send my patients home with a little dose of, of appetite stimulant, pain meds, maybe even anti-nausea stuff to help them get over a couple days. But I warn families those first couple days, don't get buyer's remorse. Breathe, right? Breathe. <laughs> and then yeah. it is softened food for two weeks just for our sites to heal. But you are mm-hmm. not condemned to a lifelong of sti- stinky cat wet food containers. They can go back to having kibble here after they're healed. I'll see you back for a recheck in two weeks. And if we're healed, we can go back to hard food. And I tell families to be patient until about week four to six about the level of inflammation they may or may not see. One, our stitches can retain plaque and can be really inflammatory. So at the two-week recheck, things may or may not look that much better because stitches are in there, goo is still in there. It's at the four and six-week mark that I start thinking, okay, how are we doing? And Mm -hmm. most cats. And the number is technically 60 to 80, is it 66 to 80% of cats have a, what's called a clinical cure, meaning we don't have to do more care. So most cats at four, six weeks, they look great. And there's a small handful that we still have to putz with. So dear family, prepare yourself. We don't know who's going to be who. We can kind of get some hints as we do more cases. You kind of learn who's going to be the problem child, but that's okay. Even if we have some inflammation, we have things to do to manage it later once these teeth are out. For the most part, happy, healthy cat. And I, I always ask families, I'm looking forward to hearing what we have to say in a couple weeks to see how he's doing because it's often a different picture than they appreciated before care. Awesome. Thanks, Donnell. That's super helpful. I really appreciate it. Totally fun. My pleasure. And that is what we got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Those kitty cat mouths need our love and attention. And I hope that we can give it to them. Guys, if you have things you uh, would love for me to investigate for you, to work on, to do some cases on, shoot me an email. The email address is podcast at drandyrourke.com. That's podcast at drandyrourke.com. And in in exchange, if you're up for it, there's nothing you can do that helps more than uh, rating and subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, it helps us a ton uh, to have the podcast rated, especially on iTunes. And uh, that's how people find us. So anyway, gang, welcome to 2021. I hope the year is off to a good start for you. I will talk to you next week.